Welcome to Biblical Christian Worldview's Selective Article Podcast. So let's get started. Today's podcast is entitled, Does the Bible Confirm God is Omniscient or All-Knowing or Not? I received a great question from a reader using a number of scripture verses to make the point that God is not omniscient. The suggestion was that God makes decisions and adjustments as events continue to unfold. Of course, this theological view holds great concern for those who believe the Bible is inerrant and has plotted the history of mankind from eternity past to eternity future based on the wisdom of an all-knowing, all-powerful, sovereign God. So listed um, as follows are some of the many passages which could be used as potential evidence of God's limitations in this area. And uh, they heard the sound of the Lord walking in the garden in the cool of the day, and the man and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God among the trees of the garden. But the Lord God called to the man and said to him, Where are you? Genesis 3, 8 and 9. So in this case, an all-knowing God would not need to ask the question, where are you? Next. Then they said, come, let us build ourselves a city and a tower with its top in the heavens, and let us make a name for ourselves, lest we be dispersed over the face of the whole earth. And the Lord came down to see the city and the tower which the children of man had built. Genesis 11, 4 and 5. So why did God need to come down to see something? If he knows everything. Next, then the Lord said, Because of the outcry against Sodom and Gomorrah is great, and their sin is very grave, I will go down to see whether they have done altogether according to the outcry that has come to me. And if not, I will know. Genesis eighteen, twenty and twenty one. Similarly, why would God have to leave heaven and go to earth to see the sins of mankind? And only then will he know. Next, and God came to Balaam and said, Who are these men with you? Numbers 22.9. So here God's asking a question of a man. Why, why would that be needed? Next, the Lord said to Satan, From where have you come? And Satan answered the Lord and said, From going to and fro in the earth and from walking up and down on it. Job 1.7. So here's God's asking a question about where Satan has been. Shouldn't he already know? These and many other verses offer supporting evidence that God not only lacks omniscience as all-knowing, but also omnipresence, which is being everywhere at the same time. And finally, with these two traits in jeopardy, the third trait of God, which is omnipotence or all-powerful, is certainly brought into question as well. So the Bible offers many other opposing verses suggesting that God does, in fact, have these three traits. And they include uh, Matthew 10, 29, and 30, are not two sparrows sold for a penny, and not one of them will fall to the ground apart from your father. But even the hairs of your head are all numbered. Isaiah 46, 9 and following, Remember the former things of old, for I am God and there is no other. I am God, and there is none like me, declaring to the end from the beginning and from the ancient times things not yet done, saying, My counsel shall stand, and I will accomplish all my purpose. 
1 Kings 8, 39. Then here in heaven, your dwelling place, and forgive and act and render to each of those hearts that you know according to all his ways. For you, only you, know the hearts of all the children of mankind. Psalms 139.4, even before the word is on my tongue, behold, O Lord, you know it altogether. Psalm 33.13 and following, the Lord looks down from heaven, he sees all the children of man. From where he sits enthroned, he looks out on all the inhabitants of the earth. Job 42.2, I know that you can do all things and that no purpose of yours can be thwarted. Psalm 33.6, By the word of the Lord the heavens were made, and by the breath of his mouth all their hosts. And finally, Numbers 23.19, God is not man that he should lie, or a son of man that he should change his mind. Has he said, and will he not do it? Or has he spoken, and will he not fulfill it? Is God omniscient, omnipotent, and omnipresent or not? Traditional biblical Christian theology is consistent with the view that the creator of the universe is all-knowing, all-powerful, and everywhere at the same time. So how does one reconcile the first set of verses above that suggest otherwise? Put simply, the intent of the Bible is to be a manual for mankind. God often writes his illustrations in order to teach man something. So it's not that God does not already know the outcome. He's just using the situation to make a greater point. Take, for example, Jesus telling Peter in advance that Peter would deny him three times before the rooster crowed. Peter was adamant that he would not, that, that would not be the case. But Peter and all who have read the story thereafter learned a lesson from that event. John thirteen thirty eight. Specific to the verses uh, at the top of this article uh, that I've just mentioned on this podcast, God knew exactly where Adam and Eve were hiding in the garden. It was his way of pressing on Adam the shame and guilt that that they now faced after eating the forbidden fruit. As to why God, quote, needed to see, unquote, the building of the Tower of Babel, or the sin of Sodom and Gomorrah before enacting his vengeance was not to confirm something he did not already know. It was to teach mankind that he is active and not passive in perfecting his will. It was further intended to show man that we also need to take responsibility for our actions rather than passively allow events to take place that are within our control. Finally, when God seems to be seeking information from man, such as with Balaam or Satan, these questions fall at the beginning of a new encounter. They were a way of engaging in conversation, not looking for specific data or answers to questions. For God to be God and for man to accept him as our Lord and through Christ our Savior, we need to be assured that he has the power, the understanding, and authority to make the claims he does. The greatest of those claims is that Christ died on the cross for the sins of all those who trust him and that he is coming again for his children. The Lord has written the Bible as a history lesson, a manual for our life on this earth, and a basis for our eternal faith. To believe the Bible is perfect in its original autographs necessitates faith in the writer's omniscience, omnipotence, and omnipresence. 
God bless you as you serve him today. Today's podcast article was brought to you by bcworldview.org, providing honest reporting and analysis on the intersection of contemporary issues and theology based on a biblical Christian worldview. May God bless you as you continue to walk through this life with our Savior and Lord.